friendship i'm your host michelle and i'm joined by our co-host jamie who's going to be going over our small announcements do you want to take it away jamie hey guys if you want to support us you can start with monthly donations on patreon this will allow us to create engaging content more frequently that can be accessed on more platforms we will have that link posted in the description below or if you follow us on instagram it will be in the bio Secondly, send us a voice message on Anchor. This will allow us to hear what you have to say, and you may be featured on a future episode. Lastly, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast will show up more when people search for us. Yes. Show us some love. Show us some love. Okay. So, first of all, welcome to 2021. Um, You have made it. Congratulations. (laughs) I call it... Round two is what I call it, because seriously, COVID's not just going to go away. But congratulations to those who have made it. And if you guys don't know, we did have a vigil um, on the night of the 31st. So go ahead and check that vigil out if you guys want to, you know, see how we've kind of paid tribute to those who have passed on due to COVID and all that so that's kind of something that we had we had done and um yeah uh we also ended our giveaway and we had a winner so we have dm'd that person and that package is on the way so congratulations yes (laughs) yes it was a lot of fun i think that we're going to be doing giveaways in the future because it was just it was so much fun agreed so yeah anyway So, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about astrology. So, question. What? What the fuck is the difference between astrology and astronomy? Uh, Okay, one second. One. I didn't actually put that in here, but the difference between astrology and astronomy is that astronomy is the science basically that studies the outside of the Earth's atmosphere. So like the planets, the stars, asteroids, galaxies, and celestial bodies is what I was trying to explain earlier. But Nick was like, me and Nick were talking about it and he was disagreeing with me. But astrology is basically the belief that uh, the positioning of the stars and planets affects affect the way events occur on Earth. So like... One of the biggest ones is, um, what's that thing that happens every year? Ugh. What do you want about the thing that happens every year? Is it an eclipse? No, it is, ah. Uh, because eclipses don't happen every year. <laughs> no. Hold on. Mercury retrograde. Oh, so, like, so that like happens that. every couple of months. Well, yeah, but so basically it's just like, whatever, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get it, into it'll things. The later we get it. But basically the difference is like astronomy is like basically the study of galaxies, planets, and how all that stuff works. And then astrology is how like 
the moon and stuff like that affects human beings. Like, people here on Earth. Oh, how, like, the space affects us. Cool. Yeah. So I took an astronomy course, so that would make sense. And we studied, like, the planets, and, oh, my God, my teacher was way too interested in all that shit. But It's really interesting. I mean, it is. It is really interesting, but, my God, he, he was talking about how the stars were sexy and shit, and I was like, dude. Um, okay. See, that's where we kind of all were. But anyway, I wanted to tell you that I'm not very, I know I'm a witch, and I love the lunar cycle, and I follow the moon, and I know a lot about the moon, um, but past that, no, <laughs> I don't know a lot about it. So unfortunately, I just do not know a lot about astrology. I know it's probably, like, a really stereotypical thing that a lot of witches know, but, like, I don't. Sorry. So we're gonna... I did some research, and I did find some interesting information about astrology. And Jamie is also going to teach me some things today. She's going to do some teaching. I'm going to do some teaching. We're going to educate each other on what we found on astronomy. Astrology. I meant astrology. That's what I meant. Okay. Love you. We can talk about astronomy, but I mean... I don't know a lot about astronomy. I, I know I probably took a class in high school, but that was ages ago. It's ages ago. I'm so old. It's ages ago. Ages. It's ages ago. <laughs> okay, so, go ahead and get into it. <laughs> astrology is basically the belief that the alignment of stars and planets affects every individual's mood, personality, and environment, depending on when he or she was born, which is our zodiac sign, right? Yes. Okay. So astrologers have print horoscopes in newspapers that are personalized by your birth date, and then astrology basically goes off of that. Like, each person has their own zodiac sign and I think we're gonna be talking about that later in this episode so I might not go a whole lot into that but astrology is founded on the understanding that the of the positions of the stars and this is kind of like a scientific pursuit so I guess it's kind of related to like astronomy in a way there's like apparently a ton of science behind this like a ton yeah yeah, I mean, I would like to do more research on it so that I can understand it better, because I don't really know a whole lot of it, but I am really interested in it. Yeah. Um, there is one question that, that I have with it is I'm wondering if there is actual science that can back up whether astrology impacts our personality in our lives. I'm sure there is, but... Like I said, I don't really know a whole lot about it, and it is something that I often do wonder, because a lot of people talk about it, and there's a lot of people who say that they are affected by it and can give, like, lots of examples of it and how it can be, like, healing to them, and it's just really fascinating. So, so yeah, what is the purpose of astrology? Um, astrology is a method of predicting certain events based on the assumption that the celestial bodies, specifically the planets and the stars, are considered in their arbitrary changes. 
So let me ask you a question. Do you ever wonder, though, if these predictions actually come true? Like, do you think that they come true? I feel like they do, yeah. Although I haven't really looked at my horoscope, to be, like, completely honest with you. I mean, so, okay, I, once upon a time, long time ago, like, when me and Dustin were a thing, I used to have, like, the app on my phone, and I would check in with it every day (laughs) and see, like, what basically could happen that day or, like, how I was feeling because a lot of the times what my horoscope said matched exactly what was happening with me that day. So I'm just wondering if maybe um, a bunch of people like throughout the years have put together like things that happened to them on certain days or something. We're going to go over that later. (laughs) Yeah. We are. But yeah, I don't have an app anymore because I don't know if there's any any more that are actually like 100% legit so I don't have one but um I don't know I don't know if I believe it because I don't know I don't know I feel like I've seen I've heard of so many people where it just it's so true that I don't know if I can't believe it but like astrologers they can't really like change our fate or like I guess like I don't know, like, they don't know, I, I, don't, I feel like they don't really know a lot, but, I don't know, I think that we should definitely, like, try and learn some more about it, <laughs> but, anyway, I, I think it's cool because learning stuff like this can help us, like, avoid things that create havoc in our lives, so let's say if you learn a lot about your your horoscope and your zodiac sign it can teach you like maybe things that someone that was born at the same time as you or like during the same time frame is like cancers are known to be like we're angry or like really emotional so knowing your your sign and all that stuff can maybe help you not be so emotional or not so angry (laughs) I don't know (laughs) Um, I think astrology is kind of like karma, and it's like the vibes that people carry. So if you give out bad energy and you do things you probably shouldn't, then you're going to receive bad karma in return, kind of like in in Wicca. Like, the power of three will set you free. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's if you do. Okay, so if you do something, okay, the power of three will set. That's from Charmed. Okay, that's not reality. That's that's a movie. That's cute. Um, but the power of three is basically like a karm karmatic kind of thing where it's like if you're a complete bitch or whatever, and you do a spell towards your neighbor, that's gonna come back at you threefold. So that's what it is. And I learned like. I don't know, kind of the science behind that, a little bit, reading our empathy book, kind of, so, yeah, it was interesting going through our next chapter, but that's for another episode, which we will talk about later. I don't think astrology necessarily has to do with that, um, but once you're done telling me your section and what you've learned, I'll tell you what I've learned. I haven't really learned a whole lot. I just 
Okay, I'll just keep going. <laughs> so, the one thing that I do believe in, and the, the one thing that I've found so far along my astrology path of learning is the Mercury retrograde. And that's just because this year has been such a shitty fucking year that it's made me want to actually care about what's going on in the world around me. And Mercury retrograde does happen quite often. Yeah. I think it's like a couple times a year, right? It's four times a year is when it usually happens. And a lot of people like to sit there and be like, oh, it must be Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Yeah, that is annoying. But if any of you are listening don't know what Mercury retrograde is, it is the optical illusion and it looks like the planet is basically moving backwards from our view on Earth, and it is believed that during this time, technology and communication can get disrupted and put a quote-unquote damper on someone's mood, and some are affected in different ways, but some effects that I've researched and personally experienced myself are, like, communication issues, problems with technology, people, like, losing stuff, confusion... Some people feel sappy, some people feel, like, sick or lethargic, some experience a lot of chaos, and scatterbrain is what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. I've also <laughs> heard that there can be a lot of legal issues during this time as well. Yeah, people, like, going crazy, um, people being extremely anxious or restless or more. There's a ton of things that people... I know some people take, like, extra vitamins during this time because they feel like it'll make them more, like, balanced, I guess. I don't know. I've I've never done any, like, tea drinking or anything during Mercury Retrograde. I just know that I feel a lot more, like, not myself than I already am. Right. Yeah, I mean, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know if I'd go to the extent of, like, you know, I'm going to be you know, drinking tea or taking supplements or vitamins or anything like that because, you know, that's something that a doctor prescribes to you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not the tea. I I would, I'd drink tea a lot, but. I follow this girl on social media and she just does a lot of stuff like that, but, um. Weird. (laughs) I don't know. So, I guess the next thing that I wanted to touch on was some basics of astrology, because like I said, I don't know a lot. This is just stuff that I've researched because I'm curious about it. (laughs) But some basics are, um, I know, and I know this is kind of all over the place, so I'm really sorry. I promise I'm getting somewhere. (laughs) So if you guys just keep listening, I do have some stuff that I'm working on getting towards. So astrology is the study of patterns and relationships of planets in motion. Our birth chart Sinistry with others, the makeup of elements, and using that knowledge as a tool to find meaning, which is where a lot of people have, like, the the apps and the calendars and the charts so they can look at every day, like, what they're supposed to be doing that day, I guess. I don't know. What I want to talk about is how crystals and astrology go together because y'all know if you listen that your girl's trying to get into crystals and the natural healing of the crystals. Crystals are very important tools that help a person strengthen their intuition and attune to their soul. Michelle loves to teach me that if a crystal's not speaking to me, it is not meant to come home with me. It's true. 
They also help harness the vibrations of a person's intentions, and there are many types of crystals that possess different properties, and some are attuned to specific astrological signs, which I did not know, and that is very freaking cool. The first step to do this is to find crystals that best fit your zodiac sign. So I did take the pleasure of figuring out which crystals would work best for you and which ones would work best for me. And you have actually a lot more than I do. Yeah, so I see that black tourmaline on mine, and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I know. Michelle is a Capricorn, and she uses the black tourmaline a lot. Is it tourmaline or tourmaline? Tourmaline. Tourmaline, okay. I know, I pronounce it wrong all the time. <laughs> I didn't say tourmaline, but I don't know. You're from Minnesota. You're allowed to fuck up words. <laughs> so, uh, crystals that would work well for a Capricorn are Tiger's Eye, yeah. Snowflake of Skin, Smoky Quartz, Ruby Quartz. So, any kind of quartz, I'm guessing? Um, I think it's just, yeah, it's any kind of quartz is from what I'm seeing here. Obsidian Malachite. Malachite. What's a jet? I'm not really sure. Green tourmaline, garnet, galena, galena. I think so. Fluorite, citrine. Uh, I'm gonna murder these, so Michelle might have to help me. <laughs> Calafrites. Uh, okay. Brazilianites. Brazilianite, bloodstone, black tourmaline, black onyx. Azurites. Uh, Azur azurites. Argonite, Ar amethyst, Argonite, yep. Uh, Vivinite, uh, and I've never heard of Vesphalonite or Vesphonite, so. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but apparently if you're a Capricorn, we'll get you some of those. What I can definitely <laughs> say is, like, the tiger's eye 100% makes sense. Um, Capricorns are very prone to, like, at least I feel, um, very f prone to, like, getting attached and, like, getting into habits and stuff like that. And some of those habits can be very unhealthy, so Tiger's Eye is really good at getting rid of those. And as far as, like, the black onyx and black tourmaline, we're usually very success very successful. We're CEOs, we're all that kind of shit. Which, technically, I guess I'm a CEO of this podcast. But Do I have black tourmaline? I think, black yeah, tourmaline? yeah, you do. I think I do. You do. Yeah, yeah. So I have some of that in my little collection, and I have two... Yeah, I, I have some. I'm trying to think if I have any of the ones that I'm actually supposed to have, but I don't think I do. I really wanted to get a black onyx crow, because they're so fucking cool looking. What I will, I've never seen one, but what I will say is I really want a fucking rainbow moonstone and a peridot, because peridot is actually Mason's birthstone, and I have it in a ring, actually. Yeah, I've but seen it. It's so rainbow. pretty. I love rainbow moons. Rainbow moonstone is one of the most beautiful moonstones. And one of the beautiful, most beautiful stones I've ever seen. Wow, you've got beautiful ones, you bitch. I know. I might get one. We'll see. But for cancer, the crystals are... Rainbow Moonstone, Pink Tourmaline, Peridot, Pearl, Water Opal. Opals are fucking beautiful, and they're one of my favorite fucking crystals or stones. Fire Opal, Moss Agate, Edgite, whatever it is. Uh, Lapis Lazuli. Lapis Lucy. 
Okay. That's how I say it. <laughs> it makes more sense. Uh, emerald. I fucking love the color emerald. What the it's hell? It's beautiful. So it's beautiful. Um, Cairo. Cairo. Yon Yon. Good luck. <laughs> yon Yon. Um, Chrysopace. Whatever. Um, I can't pronounce that, you guys. So I just it. I'm just gonna say it as best I can. Uh, Chalcedony, carnelian, calcite, amber, rhodonite, watermelon, tourmaline. Oh, watermelon tourmaline is beautiful. Oh my gosh. I've never seen it, but I really, really, I'm curious. Oh, it's beautiful. I also got turquoise, tachyte, tachyte, and ruby. <laughs> you got beautiful ones. I want some moonstones and some tourmalines. Oh, oh my gosh. I do, too. Like, they're so pretty. Girl, I might have to, I need to up my crystal game. For real, me too. I I really like fluorite, which I believe fluorite is in mine too. Is it? Fluorite? Yep, it I is. Think it is in there. I really like fluorite, and I've got some great fluorite um, in my room. I think we need to attach some pictures of our crystals to the gram for all of our listeners to look at. I think that we do too, 100%. I just sent you um, the rain or the watermelon tourmaline oh. right now. Win this to me. I love it so much. It's so beautiful. Do you have it? No, I don't have it. Oh, oh! I sent you a picture. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! I wish you could see this. We'll post a picture on the gram. It is a beautiful like red into green color kind of like how you would have like a red watermelon and then the green rind so that's what it looks like it's beautiful i'm gonna like my goal one of my goals this year is to like stock up on crystals like they are so pretty i just want a huge collection so beautiful anyways we're really off topic but we just are amazed by we just love crystals we love oh my god (laughs) we have problems so once we know or you know what you need and have gotten yourself if anyone's listening that isn't a cancer or a capricorn you can just google crystals that basically jive well or crystals that go with your um your zodiac sign or you know it's easy to find i can probably attach the link that i used um, either in, I'll put the, I'll put it in the, the description for this episode. Yeah, that would be great. So, yeah, I'll do that for you guys so you have it. But once you know what you have and gotten yourself some crystals, you can study your astrological sign and figure out the best way to connect with the sky. The stars are related to one's destiny and crystals are infused with the earth's magical minerals to guide you through life. By using... These two together, you can gain a new point of view in regards to certain situations that may be preventing you from unlocking your greatest potential. I love this idea personally because I, as you all know, if you listen, have anxiety and a lot of mental illnesses. So that so I have basically been searching for something that can help me feel more at peace and feel more grounded because if you have anxiety, you kind of feel like you get like an out of body experience almost is the best way I can describe it. So when I'm having like anxiety or panic, mm-hmm. 
the best thing I can do for myself is to make myself feel grounded. Yes. And by meditating or having crystals and finding a way to, like, feel connected with, like, I keep saying, like, but I don't know how else to say it. Just making yourself feel grounded and connected with your energy, that's the best thing you can do. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. I have also wanted to start meditating, like I said. I do have crystals, and I have candles for meditating for whichever goes with, like, that moon phase. So there's a subscription box I'm sure a lot of you might know of. Lunarly. (laughs) Yes, Lunarly. And every moon phase, you get a box, which is, I think it's every couple months or something like that. They send you a box with the moon phase, and you'll get a crystal, you'll get a candle, and you'll get a plant that fits well with that moon phase. And so I have candles and crystals and other things that I've gotten that help you to really connect with the moon. And if you have your crystals, that'll help you connect with your energy on the inside, and it'll just help your overall experience with meditating, okay? (laughs) Um, I will be getting some crystals, like I said, so I can start learning how to work with them and gain an overall better knowledge and experience so I don't sound all, like, over the place when I Because I would like to start talking about this more on our podcast and sharing my experience with you guys on stuff that I've learned and what I can help teach you guys and... I just think it'd be really... Yeah, it would be really beneficial. Uh, I always love the, you know, meditating and crystals and stuff like that. I'm really starting to get more into it, especially the meditating right now. And I'm not really using Headspace as much as I was before. I'm just kind of, like, doing my own thing. You know, cup of coffee outside, or cup of tea outside, just kind of doing my own thing. Michelle's not really a coffee drinker. (sighs) It's very... Michelle is not a coffee drinker because she gets <laughs> migraines. <laughs> so, yeah. But I freaking love that. I did not know any of this crystal stuff with the zodiac signs or anything it's, like that. I didn't either. I think that it would be really nice, though. Like, maybe we can call each other on Sundays or on a day we're both free and just grab a crystal and grab some tea and coffee and just... Well, I can't really go sit outside, but I can sit next to the window. <laughs> and we could do a little meditating, you know? Yeah, that that's a really good idea. I really like the idea of that. Yeah. So, that's everything that you have learned, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right, so let's go into some of the stuff that I learned about some of this um, astronomy things. Astrology. Astro- I'm going to continue to do that <laughs> the entire time. During my class, I did the same fucking thing. Did you call it astrology instead of astronomy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my teacher corrected me multiple times. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just want to go over like some super like basic things. First of all, like Jamie said, she is Cancer Zodiac sign. And I am a Capricorn. However, I'm on a cusp. And I'll go over what that is in a second. So, 
the thing that I learned is that people think everything is about the sun sign, but the reality is that everything is about what your chart looks like. And when I say your chart, I mean your birth chart or your natal chart. And not exactly what your sun sign is. You might even find that you don't really identify with your sun sign. You may even identify with your moon sign or your ascendant. So we're going to be talking a little bit about those um, today. So the sun sign is just what me and Jamie said. She's a Cancer. I'm a Capricorn. This means that that's exactly where the sun was when we were born. So we're just going to go through each sign and just kind of talk a little bit about them and general characteristics of the sign, elemental correspondence, and um, I mean to be honest if you ask me to name the astro astrological signs I might get it, it'll take me a minute, but I may get it. And I'm also not going to go over dates because no one wants to listen to that. <laughs> So the first sign of the zodiac is Aries. Aries is a fire sign, so they're known for being very lively, very good at like having that quick, spontaneous energy to kick things off. They're really good initiators, and again, they're a fire sign. Fire signs are known for being very passionate and very energetic. They can be very easily, or they can very easily start things, but they're not very good at finishing things all the time, depending on what you see in the chart. Like I said, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. <laughs> a Taurus is very stable. They're an earth sign. They're known for their reliability, for being stubborn, stuck in their ways. You can see a million memes about how they love to eat, but the reality is they just love aesthetics and creature comfort comforts. Taurians will like when they're scared or uncomfortable. They want to reach for that comfort and for depending on what their chart looks like, different Taurus will reach for different things. Gemini. They are known as the twins. A lot of people associate them with lying, but they're actually more often than not just have two sides to them or multi-sides. Like they're a multi-faceted sign. They're ruled by the sign of Mercury, which is a sign of communication, and so they are air signs, which means that they have quick energy with quick ideas and inspiration. They often have their hand in multiple things. This might be like a friend that you have that has several jobs, they like several interests, and a million hobbies, and they're good at all of them. So, Cancer, Jamie. Yeah, a water sign. Their symbol is the crab, because Jamie's crabby. I, girl, <laughs> if you, literally, that, it fits me so well, because I am crabby most of the time, and, like, if you wake me up in the middle of the night, you're going to think I hate you. Oh, I know. When you don't get your coffee in the morning, it's hell. If you talk to me in the morning, I'm bitchy, because I haven't had coffee. If you wake me up, I'm bitchy, because you're interrupting my beauty sleep. <laughs> I'm just crabby. It is what it is. Cancers are ruled by the moon, and the moon rules emotions. So, like, Cancer is just the ephilim of the emotional water sign. They're very, very deep and often get the, like, get the, the meme of the nurturing mom sign. But the reality is that they actually have very deep emotions. They're very nurturing. They're very caring about friends. But the other side of Cancer is that they're actually very ambitious. And you see a lot of Cancers too, like famous celebrity Cancers who are like super girl boss type of women. 
even though they have that nurturing cancer sign. And again, it matters all so much. It matters of what is their natal chart more than their sun sign. So Leo, the fire sign, and they are basically the lion of the zodiac, and they're known for their pride. They're definitely prideful. They love to be in the spotlight. Like, they're very, like, the limelight. A lot of Leos are famous, or a lot of famous people have their sun sign as Leo, or Leo very strongly in their chart. And really what they're known for is leadership. They shine best when they're in a leadership role, and they can lead people in the most authentic way. That's when Leos do best, is when they're in a leadership position. They're also very family-oriented, too. Virgo is yet another Earth sign, and they're another sign that's ruled by Mercury. They are very detail-oriented, analytical, and they have the same sort of characteristics of Earth signs. When they're reliable, they're stable, they're steadfast, but they are very detailed, analytical, and a lot of names associate them with like being nitpicky and the ones that want to fix everybody and they can have those characteristics but more often than not they just like to focus on the finer details and they want things to be perfect so Virgo is the virgin archetype and so everything and so <laughs> they are these like selfless server people and they're also self-reliant, so they can do pretty much everything on their own, and that's why they like to help other people to be, you know, trying to achieve that perfection, but very detail-oriented. Libra, or Libra, is the scales, and they're an air sign, and their entire MO is to achieve harmony and balance. A lot of Libras get shit for being like people pleasers or pushovers or not saying what they want because they want to achieve peace. And that might be true, but some li Libras, more often than not, they're very creative people. And they love art, they love that aesthetic, they sort of love the arts, and they love the culture and the creature comforts of, like, the Taurus, but less than, I guess, a uh, tactile way and more to appreciate the art can look at things, intellectually appreciate them, and just have that appreciation for beauty and the arts kind of way. And again, it's all about harmony. Scorpio is everybody's favorite sign. I feel like everyone's always curious about Scorpio. Uh, they're a mysterious water sign, and obviously Scorpio is a scorpion, right? So like very deep intellectual people. They're very associated um, with like the occult secrets mystery, but yet again, they're very deep emotional people and they definitely have Like they're known for having trust issues and not being able to trust people because their fear of betrayal Again and on matters this matters with your chart and not you know, this isn't just labeling somebody You might meet a Scorpio and be like, oh, I had no idea you were Scorpio Maybe their moon sign is something totally different and that's just more, you know, what they are so, um, when I say I'm a cusp baby, I'm saying between Sagittarius and Capricorn. So, Sagittarius is the archer. They're a fire sign. And we're a lot later in the zodiac now. If you can kind of create a parallel between Taro, or I mean Tarot and Zodiac, 
Tarot tells the story of the hero's journey. Zodiac kind of does the same thing. So where Aries is the first sign, they're the youngest. And as we go further down the signs, they get older and more mature. So keep that in mind. So like I said, Sagittarius is a fire sign. They're the archer. So they're very good at looking at things in the distance, pulling that arrow back and aiming towards what they want. They'll hit it straight on. And they're also like explorers of the Zodiac. They're known for like love, travel and exploring and truth seeking and stuff like that. But really, they just want to explore, expand, grow, because they're ruled by the sign of Jupiter, which is all about expression, good luck, and optimism. And a lot of people with heavy Sagittarius in their chart, you may find that they love to travel, love learning new things, and they want to learn everything about everything, all the time. And they want to explore the world, because they have this love for the world. So, Capricorn which is me in some aspects. So this is another Earth sign. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is like a planet of restriction and structures and tradition. And so Capricorns are known for like, they only trust what they've experienced. And so they aren't risk takers, typically depending on what, um, what's in their chart again. But a lot of CEOs, you'll find a lot of Capricorns are like the big CEOs of like really big businesses, politicians, presidents, and like so many presidents have Capricorn heavily in their chart or their Capricorn sun and moon or something like that. They always want to be in the leadership position, always. They love power, but Capricorn does not like to like become the villain themselves. It's someone who kind of uses power and uses it for good, maybe in like a humanitarian sort of position or something like that. So now we're to Aquarius. Aquarius, even though they're known as the water bearer, and people get this wrong, they're not a water sign, they're an air sign. And Aquarius is similar to Sagittarians, because Aquarians are huma uh, the humanitarian sign. They're all about that expansion, but less so than Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the fire sign, so they're very passionate. Aquarians are air signs, so they always get that meme about being the alien, the one that can't relate to people, but the thing is, it's not that they're emotional, it's not that they don't care about the people, but more often than not, they're humanitarians in the sense that they want to help people at large, but they often struggle to relate to them because, again, they're an air sign, and they're in the air. Um, I don't know how to, um, they don't know how to necessarily be in their feelings all the time. And depending on what's in their chart, they may not be emotionally relatable, but that they definitely have the compassion for the planet and they do want to do good things. So Pisces is a water sign. <laughs> this is what Brandon is. They're known for their imagination. They're very creative. And people always want to create art and beauty. They believe the best in other people. And in times, they have major trust issues. And they want to believe the best in other people. But they don't trust themselves to trust others. But we'll get into that. <laughs> it's another natal chart thing. And they definitely have that creative expression. They have the biggest imagination because they're ruled by Neptune. Um, this planet is the planet of inspiration and, you know, creativity and illusions and dreams and stuff like that. So that's all of the signs there. I can see that being Brandon 100%. <laughs> I wish they had a moose sign. <laughs> okay. 
So these are the sun signs. However, you can have these signs in your moon. Um, I believe like Venus, all that kind of stuff as well. So when you know these signs pretty well, it's pretty easy to pin down like who somebody would be. It's really, it's really interesting. So let's get into cusps for a minute. When I say a cusp, what does that mean? A cusp is basically when you're on the line of one sign to another. Um, so a lot of astrologers actually, they get really heated about the cusp controversy and stuff like that. And I didn't know that this was a huge controversy until I started looking it up. Um, but some really don't believe in cusps at all, and some do. <laughs> uh, in natal charts, they don't completely matter quite as much as you think they do, because they're really relying on just sun sign info, and there's more than just the sun sign in your natal chart. Um, there's also these things called decadates, which I believe we actually covered in my astronomy class, which I think is really interesting. But decadates are this sort of separation in a sign, so there's three decadates in each sign. You might be in the first decadate, and you're like in the first part of that date. So when you have that and if you have that, maybe you're in the first or the second, you might find they have all these areas, sorts of overreaching aspects in your chart that show up in these houses or show up in each planet. So maybe you have Mercury, Mercury in Aries or something instead of like in Taurus, even though your sun is in Taurus. So you have Aries influencing your chart. And even though, again, you're a Taurus, that's your sun sign, um, you're the second in decadent of the signs. So most likely you're going um, to be one that identifies with your sun sign because you have that sign just influencing your natal chart very strongly. But if you're in the third deck, then you have that sign. You're going to find that the following sign. So like if you're a Taurus and Gemini, then you would find that the Gemini influences your chart a lot more heavily, or it's like split between Taurus and Gemini, depending on where you land. So it's just kind of like, it's like I said, it's split. So it could be like you're more Taurus than Gemini, you're part Taurus, part Gemini, so like 50-50, or you're more Gemini than Taurus. So the other question is like, why are they in that order? Um, there's a whole set of like mythology and stuff like that and a lot of professional astrologers that I would urge you to look up on YouTube that will tell you the story of your archetype. And there's a whole range of mythology for each sign. So like the sign of Taurus again is the story of the Minotaur which is the cow sort of thing and it was like this person who was cursed and sent to be with the Minotaur who is this monster and this sort of story and the mythology and it tells you the story of Taurus and there are astrologers that will again tell these stories to you and they'll explain why it relates to your sun sign or whatever sign you're looking at and if you're looking at your moon rising moon or rising sign then I think it's Greek mythology or it could be Roman but basically these stories tell the stories of the zodiac signs and tell them in a certain order so Aries is really good at like kickstarting something and jumpstarting it you know like kicking it off from the ground and making the first effort and putting that fiery energy into it and Taurus can keep it going forever and bring it into the physical and then you hit Gemini. Gemini is an air sign and so that might they might intellectualize it and share it with the world 
and just be like really intellectual about it because that's what air signs are known for is their intellectual capabilities and that's how it kind of relates to tarot so if you're familiar with tarot which i know we haven't done an episode on tarot yet but I'm hoping like eventually we will. We've just been really busy with stuff like that. But if you are familiar with tarot, then you'll know when you're looking at it, you'll know like the swords, the swords are the air. They're all about intellect. And you know, when you're going into the minor arca arcana, it's all about like fire. And when you're going into pentacles, it's about earth. And then when you talk about the minor archaea and you know you're kicking off a new project, where you're putting energy towards something, if you have pentacles, well, that's earth, right? So you're manifesting something. And if you get swords, well, you're overthinking something. Or if you're, like, seeking truth or something like that you heard, or you know you have, like, a lot of anxiety. That, that's kind of how it relates to the tarot. And in that way, once you get familiar with astrology, you can kind of know, you know, you make those kinds of connections. So, I think that that's really interesting. So, let's talk about the moon sign and the sun sign, and then get into horoscopes, and that's kind of all that I've got, is <laughs> just these last couple of pages here. So... Your ascendant is the sun sign that was, is, is the sign that was on the horizon at the time of your birth, at the peak horizon. So at the top point, that's the ascendant. And when you're born, you know that your sun sign is the sign that the sun was in when you were born. And your moon sign is the sign that the moon was in when you were born. Okay, so your ascending is something that people will say is your personality. It's the public persona that you give off to other people. So it's like what I show the world and I can denote like what you look like your physical characteristics your health and like that can kind of go into like what the body what body part you might want to focus on too but it also goes into your chart so everybody who has that like certain astrological type they would have a similar body type right so like everybody in the you know that ascendant would have a specific body type or like appearance or something so yeah it's like that's interesting it is really interesting so sagittarius is ascendant right they may have big hips because the ruling of each zodiac sign like they rule a part of the body so for sagittarius they rule like the hip the thigh area that kind of stuff so sagittarians um whether their sun with a really strong aspect of Sagittarian their, Sagittarius in their chart, or if they're ascendant, might have big hips or like really big curvaceous hourglass figure. And yeah, Aries rules the head, Taurus, Taurus rules the throat, and you might find that you like struggle in that area. And there's a lot of people that like, if, if you're ascendant, sun, moon, sign and all that kind of stuff, the certain sign you might have like, a really like special gift right so if you're a Taurus you might be really really good at like singing and that if the Taurus is in your moon you may have the gift of singing which I think is really interesting because Taurus rules the throat so you would have the gift <laughs> I think it's interesting because I'm a cuss baby and I definitely got big ass hips and issues with my she big ass butt. You got good birthing hips and thick ass hips. I do. I'm a thick bitch. 
you guys have seen me on the gram. Anyway, um, so like I said, ascendant is your appearance and also again your public face like what people feel about you it might not be what's inside it may be partially um just a part of your personality but it's more surface part and you know something that people see right because the horizon is the immediate thing that people see first and so that's what you project out to the world so then you have your son your son is like the truth like who you are and where you're shining the brightest and all that kind of stuff and it may not be, you know, in all the area. It just depends on your chart and how it affects different areas of your life. But the sun is like the truth, like the authentic you inside. You know, if there's nothing else, no baggage, no other aspects, nothing else in your chart, this is who you'd be at your heart. And then there's your moon. The moon is your emotions and your emotional state and who you are inside. Kind of like the stuff you don't show other people, right? And it might even get influenced. The moon represents your mother to some, some astrologers. <laughs> um, a lot of times it could represent how you see your mother and how your mother reacted to you, right? So let's say, for example, you have like Gemini in your moon and Gemini represents how you see your mom. Then your mom may have been really sociable. Maybe she was talking about like doing a million things all over the place. She may not have been in your life as much. Maybe she may have been. She may have been able to teach you random facts about everything because she just knew all these facts and things and stuff like that. And maybe she had multiple jobs at once. It really depends. But like that's an example of what it could mean for your chart. And because you see your mother that way, this is how a lot of astrologers will explain your moon sign. And that's how you relate your emotion your emotions in a Gemini way. Does that make sense? I know. It's cool. It is it's a fascinating little bit of information here. So I really like Cafe Astrology, and that's what I use. Go to cafeastrology.com and then you go to their birth chart area. Then you input your, um, you know, everything in there. It'll ask for your birthday. It'll ask for the time that you were born and where you were born. You can get all that stuff off your birth certificate. That's where I got mine stuff. Or you can figure out, you know, that stuff by maybe asking get, your parents. <laughs> maybe get my birth certificate from next mom. <laughs> you, she has my original. She does. She probably get yeah. that. She keeps it for me because I you know, like to lose shit, so. <laughs> oh my god, Jamie. I know. You can figure out what your sun, moon, rising, and all the different placements are, and if you don't understand, Cafe Astrology actually gives you really easy to read charts, like it breaks it down for you, and you can see like where you're, you know, where Mercury is in, and what house it's in, and if you don't understand it, you can always like YouTube it, like people make videos about this stuff <laughs> and they have all 12 houses and all 12 houses are ruled by different zodiac signs and they'll tell you if you have like Pisces in the first house how that affects you and Pisces you know in the second house or whatever people the, the houses are like people's priorities or problems and stuff like that um I think the houses are different areas of life like I said I'm not like an expert this is just shit that I've looked up <laughs> But um, it'll tell you, like, how you're going to approach, like, that portion of life in that house. So, like, if your moon 
your moon sign, your sun sign, rising is always going to be the most important and strong influence to influence a person's chart. But then there's these minor influences that will kind of help you learn how you communicate and how your friendships, relationships, and how you fight with other people. It's how you love people and how you appear to others in a relationships. It's what relationship compatibility with others because it's not just the sun sign all the time. Most of the time it's Venus, Moon that will actually be stronger indicators of to whether somebody's compatible with you. And then there's these outliers that are like, you know, what's your Neptune, your Saturn, and how do you learn best? <laughs> do you um, work best with structure? Do you not like structure? You know, it's just all these different questions and all these different aspects of your chart that are answered through your birth chart, which I think is interesting. Okay, so the last bit. Horoscopes. <laughs> so when you get a horoscope um, and they say like, hey, you may meet this person or something like that, what they're what they're saying, what is happening is there's science that goes behind this. Scientists look at the actual astrology that's happening right now today, or like this month or whatever. I'm not exactly sure how they calculate it and how they know, you know, this, they, they just kind of know like this month is, is Venus and influenced by Venus. And they know that, you know, it's going to be in this planet because they know that maybe that's your sign. Maybe like in your house, Venus is somewhere in your house or something like that, or Venus is really, really important for you. So they're like, okay, you're gonna meet somebody this month because Venus is very important for you in this particular house. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, you know, whether it's your sun sign or they looked at your whole chart and they know that, you know, where Venus is in, they kind of know how it's going to affect you generally, like they don't know like 100%, but it's kind of a generalization. And they can, uh, you know, they can infer that this is a good climate to meet somebody in just based off of, you know, that bit of information. I don't know if I explained that well, probably not. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of how the horoscopes work. They have scientists who sit there and say, okay, you know, Venus, love you are heavily influenced by Venus, cool, you might meet somebody. That's kind of how it works. So Interesting. That's everything that I've learned. It's a whole fucking mouthful. Comments, questions, <laughs> concerns? No, but now I like really want to download a horoscope app <laughs> and start learning more about like how I am every day. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it would tell me, like, how bad my anxiety is going to be that day. I don't, I don't know if it would tell you how bad your anxiety is going to be, but I don't know. I really want to read those books you got me now. And I'm like, wait, you have to read the other books. Like, I swear, I'm reading, like, I think three, four books right now. I know. I, like, all I want to do is read. Oh, it's becoming a problem. I love reading. But um, Jamie and I are going to continue doing a couple more astronomy, astrology Astro episodes. <laughs> By the end of these episodes, I will be saying astrology. Hopefully. Um, I'm talking right. <laughs> um, we're going to be going over these a lot more and just like, you know, 
going over like the needle charts and how they work and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's really interesting. I find this kind of stuff really fascinating. Too. And I didn't know the gem stuff before, so now I'm like, hmm, I really want to get some, some gems. I really want to get that watermelon tourmaline now. You should. I want the rainbow one. I really want that watermelon one so bad. It's so cute. <laughs> anyway. It is really We will post pictures of that, you know, on our, on our gram. <laughs> if anyone wants to buy us a gem, let us know. <laughs> Oh, the rainbow tourmaline. So beautiful. She pretty. Yes. We'll post some pictures so you guys can see it. All the pictures. Maybe I'll Photoshop me with one of them. <laughs> anyway, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.